Welcome to Ciao Bella, hosted by yours truly, Erica Firpo, travel journalist based in Rome. Each week on Ciao Bella, I explore today's Italy, speaking with artisans, designers, hoteliers, architects, artists, Parmesan makers, in other words, the creators who are making the Italy that you love. So sit back and join in. Welcome back. It's Erica, and today I'm in Reggio Emilia, a beautiful town about four hours north, northeast of Rome, in a fabulous region called Emilia Romagna. And you might hear a little bit of an echo because I'm sitting in an incredible gallery space with Sara Piccinini, who is the senior coordinator of the Collezione Maramotti. Hi, Sara. Hi. Hi. So I wanted to ask you because I figured. This is what everybody's going to be asking me. Why am I sitting in a gallery space? I'm here at this incredible art collection that I'm, I have yet to see, but this art collection has a lot of history. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the history of the collection? Yes, of course. Uh, in first, uh, first thing, you're sitting now in an exhibition space, but uh, this building was the Max Mara factory. So it is a, a real strong building with a strong history. And uh, it's here since uh, 1957. So it's a kind of old building, but very innovative and, and modern for the time. And now it hosts the private collection of the Maramotti family, which is a, a huge uh, collection of contemporary art. Uh, it, um, much Italian art, a lot of Italian art, but also international art and American art. And uh, Achille Maramotti, the founder of Max Mara, started to collect contemporary art early in the 60s. Okay, let me just interrupt you a second. So I just want everyone to be able to hear this. His name, is Achille Ma or his name was Achille Maramotti. And if you don't know Max Mara, Max Mara is a, a fashion house that has, I think, quintessentially, it, it has the quintessential Italian style, in my opinion, very, and to me, a little bit, even a little bit more like Northern Italian style, very sophisticated, um, chic clothing, lines, particularly for women. I always think of Max Mata as these beautiful camel jackets. All beautiful jackets in the world are from Max Mata. But he started collecting art after the war, is that correct? Yes, it's correct. Uh, he was fond of painting in general, so not, all, not only contemporary painting. He approached contemporary art uh, early in the, in the 60s, but uh, he already had an eye for ancient painting and painting from the first part of the 20th century. But uh, early in the 60s, he started to have an interest uh, and to approach uh, his very contemporary artists. So he started to buy uh, Arte Informale, uh, so Burri, Bacon, uh, Fautrier. Francis Bacon is one of my favorite painters. Yeah, so there is a beautiful one in the, in the gallery, and uh, a very particular and very um, first examples of this kind of, uh, of research uh, by Francis Bacon is from 52. So it's quite of uh, one of the first, very first works. Oh, uh, with a single figure in a dark background, yes. And he, follow, he has been following the, the path and the evolution of the painting language during decades since his death. Uh, he, he wanted to show his collection to public uh, since the 70s, but he couldn't find a right place. And so finally, when Max Mara moved to another headquarters, this became, of course, the ideal 
place so to this, show the collection. So he was building up this collection, but at the same time, he had the factory for Max Mata here. Yes, yes. And then they decided, okay, we'll move the factory to another part of the town. Yes. And he said, this is great, because now I can put all the... From what I understand, there are over a thousand pieces of art, is that correct? Now, yes, yes. When we started, when we opened to public in 2007, it was some hundreds of works, some hundred works, and now it's 1,000, so the collection is definitely growing. <laughs> and that's great. But uh, he collected a lot of, uh, of, of paintings and a lot of beautiful works, which are now... Uh, a selection of them is uh, on permanent show here at the, at the Collezione. Just to give um, our listeners an idea, from I did a little research, and I know, aside from the fact that we're gonna, I get to see it, uh, I get to see a bacon. I know I get to see a Twombly. Is that as yes, uh, Basquiat? Yeah. Can you name some of the other artists you mentioned? Buri, Clemente. Yes. yes. Uh, many transavanguardia painters, of course, because it was uh, it was close friends to Enzo Cucchi, and it will be tonight here for for party with us uh, this uh, this event, this uh, this rehang. And uh, yes, uh, Sandro Chia, and uh, also David Sully, Alex Katz, uh, so Julia Schnabel, Harry Moore, uh, Claudio Parmigiani. It's really a kind of, now it's kind of historical paintings in a way for contemporary, but they weren't when he was purchasing these works and he was discovering these artists. And from what I know, you, the, the collection actually still maintains that philosophy in the sense that the collection is constantly generating. Um, you're, there's still acquisitions that happen yep. and yep. also from what I know and you, I'd love to hear more about this from you because you have been with the collection since its first day opening to the public or actually before the first day yeah. you were <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. during the restoration of the building I can remember rooms, empty rooms uh, and uh, all the works going on here and all works in crates uh, in, a, in a building near here and organizing everything so it, w it was great to see that happen in 2007 so tell me a little bit about, um, so you were saying that about 200 works are on display, mm -hmm. um, and do you have other shows, are there temporary exhibitions? Can you tell me a little bit more about yes. what happens here? Mostly we have, we present uh, site-specific temporary projects, so we invite artists to produce new works for the collection. So awesome. They come <laughs> here, yeah, they come here, see the spaces, we have uh, three rooms uh, which may be used for temporary shows, so they choose the room and fill the space, uh, and uh, even uh, even painters, I mean, uh, so not only artists working with installations or with uh, sculpture or more complex things, but also painters. And it's a feeling of... Uh, of the spaces that's important. And they're not just established artists, they're emerging artists yeah, as well. Mostly are young and emerging artists or mid-career artists because it's the same philosophy of the father of the of the current generation of collectors. So uh, really to have an eye and discover things uh, that are happening now. Uh, so the show is presented here is the first time that the artist presents something in Italy mostly. I mean in, in, in a, for, for some of the artists, it's the first exhibition, sole exhibition in an Italian institution, so it, it's something very new also for the Italian big, public. That's also a big deal. So why, why is this very new for an Italian public? I mean, uh, because, uh, they, because they, they, they never had an exhi a sole exhibition. Ah, I see what you're yeah. saying, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, and it's something new, so just produced specifically for these spaces. And this, this is one of the main ways we present new projects. But also we have, we have presented some uh, 
exhibitions with uh, artworks from our archive, of course, so uh, organized around the theme, uh, around body, around uh, um, industrial material in the, in the process of uh, artistic creation, because we have many works that are not on show. So, so you can pick and... It's a pity. <laughs> but, but it's a pity, but at the same point, that means, I mean, it seems like the, po the possibilities for so many different kinds of shows are like infinite. Yeah. Now, how many different shows are you having a year? Uh, it depends. Sometimes it's three, sometimes it's five. And uh, we also have other uh, kind of uh, uh, events here because, uh, for example, we host uh, uh, once uh, every two years uh, site-specific dance here in the galleries. We have a collaboration with the theater, Cinere Gemilia. We had the Trisha Brown Dance Company the Shenway Dance Hearts. Uh, is this, is this uh, would it be just out of curiosity, is it in even years, new, uh, Anipari or Dispari? Like? Uh, it's this year, so Ani Dispari. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will be this year. I can still, I can say the name yet, but uh, it will be great this year too, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. And, uh, and uh, it's unique. It's, it's, it's and a they, unique event. They have the event in the gallery space. Yeah. So just, just to give everybody a visual idea, we're in an old, in, not an old warehouse, because it's not, it's not something, it, it looks like a very modern from the 1960s or 50s building. It's about, is it two levels? Yeah, two levels, actually in a part three levels, but now the third floor is occupied in permanence by the Atelier dell'Errore, which is a great workshop of visual arts for people coming from the neuropsychiatric care. And uh, so they're, they're here, they work here, and they produce drawings here, uh, and they, they, they're great. I mean, they're, they don't use uh, rubbers because mistakes uh, are a great value to them. Oh, and they they're only, resource. Yeah, and they, as a resource, exactly. And uh, they only draw, the, um, focus their drawings on animals. Uh, animals very special, animals that are guardians of their fears, of their tensions, of their being imaginated somehow, but uh, they produce really amazing works. They're great art. Is that something the public can see as well? Uh, sometimes. Uh, it, opens, uh, it opens for um, special occasions. So, for example, during the Fotografia Europea Festival, which is uh, a photography festival uh, here in Reggio, opening in April, they will, uh, they will open the studio the, and, the, and the exhibition space for, for a day to the public. Invece, uh, instead, this, the, the Collezione Maramotti is open to the public. Yes. By, but it's by appointment only, is yeah. that correct? Yeah, we're open from Thursdays to Sunday and by appointment. The, the permanent collection is by appointment, um, but uh, the temporary exhibitions, you can just oh, come you can just and, and walk access. Out? Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't realize that. That's great to know. Yeah. Now let's talk a little bit about why I'm here today, because tonight I'm here for a very special event called the Rehang. Yeah, yeah, that's special because the permanent collection have, hasn't changed since the opening in 2007, and tonight we're going to present a, a change of 10 rooms, which is uh, uh, a quarter of the collection, so uh, kind of huge part. Uh, after all these years of work, we decided to make an update to present uh, a part of our work in progress. So we selected 10 uh, projects uh, uh, which we have been presenting during the years and organized these 10 rooms as uh, 10 solo exhibitions. And uh, we go from 2008 to 2017, so we cover more or less uh, all these uh, opening years. 
and uh, I think it's great. You can see the continuity of the collection because you find a lot of paintings, but also the new uh, languages we, the collectors are some, somehow exploring. So we also find projects that are more install, installation things or different, uh, different elaborations of materials like in Evgeny Antufiev's case. Now, do you have, um, is there a specific curator or do you bring in different curators? How does that work as far as? We don't have curators and that's very specific of us because all the things that a curator usually do are like shared between the artists who are really at the center of our process and of our working model because they of course produce the project and realize new works but they are also involved in communication, installation, producing the book, whatever, if they want a catalog or an artist book or a box, anything. We are, we are here to support them in their, in their creation. The family, the Maramotti family, is really in dialogue also with the artists, and of course they choose what artists to be invited. And all the Collezionist team is uh, really uh, having, following the artists step by step to, to support all the development of the project. So it's like a, a triangle, uh, a triangulation of subjects which, uh, which make the, the project happen. Well, it sounds like um, the expression that comes to mind is like a full immersion family affair. But everybody becomes part of the family, the artist, the Maramotti family, the collection group. You said you are, I think, did you say five people full-time and three people part-time? Yes. yes. Now, you said a word, and I want to ask you about this. You said the continuity of the collection. And I know that there is a very special um, award that you guys are part of that uh, is the Max Mara Premio mm -hmm. for Women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Actually, the Max Mara Prize for Women uh, was born before the, the collection opened between Max Mara and the Whitechapel Gallery. So it's a prize from 2005. The first edition was 2005. And after the collection opening, we entered as the third partner of the prize. It's a prize dedicated to women artists based in the UK, so not necessarily English artists, but who are working there in okay. the UK. And also a condition is that the artists uh, have not uh, had not a, a big surprise of, of their work or their uh, of their art uh, yet. So kind of emerging mid-career artists. And uh, the, the commission is always uh, the Whitechapel Gallery is uh, is in charge for the selection of artists. Uh, the jury changes for every edition. Ivona Bladwich, Whitechapel director, names the. The, the jury, the, the members of the jury, uh, female, female, women, women collector, women artists. For women, by women. Yeah. women. For women, by women, exactly. They make a short list of artists and then uh, a winner is, uh, is, um, is nominated. Actually, the prize is very interesting because it has a, a two years development, this prize, from the short list to the presentation of the project. And the artist spent six months in Italy making a residency. Anywhere in Italy or specifically here? Uh, specifically, specifically, it depends from the project that the artist wants to develop. So it's really something that is bespoken on the artist's needs. Mm -hmm. Because, for example, um, in the sixth edition, Hema Hart wanted to work with ceramics. Want to oh, really? With yes, ceramics? Ceramics. <laughs> and she produced a big installation with big uh, sculptures uh, hang, from the, hang from the ceiling. Because ceramics is a famous tile company, is that correct? 
Uh, ceramics is the ceramic, the yeah. material. Yeah. They, she wanted to to, oh, to with explore, ceramic. Okay, yeah. To explore this medium, this very traditional medium, mm -hmm. but in a contemporary form, of course. So she spent three months of the six in Faenza, which is a beautiful town here in the Emilia Romagna region. So uh, a big, uh, big. It's a big resource. Uh, there is the International Museum of Ceramics. There is the Museo Carlo Zauli, which uh, hosted her in residency, and she spent three 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 months there because she was interested in this. Uh, the last winner, uh, Ellen Kamok, uh, had six different city, cities to explore. So it's really, uh, we, um, the, the Collezione Maramotti follows in particular the part of the residency because we are an Italian institution, we know all the other Italian institutions right. and possible tutors. Uh, to help artists realize our project. What I read about the prize that I also thought was just really special was that at the end when it's presented, is it true that the artist also pre like presents mentors or people that women that inspire her as well? Yes, uh, the, the, this, this didn't happen this year, the My Hero, My Hero event. Oh, My Hero. Yeah, it was called My Hero and took place at the Whitechapel Gallery and she invited, Lord Provost and Corinne Zorn, Emma Hart invited someone who was inspiring and very important in their artistic research, but poets, not necessarily artists. Just anyone, anyone who inspires them. Yes, and make a conversation or a performance, it, it depends. And uh, that was very interesting. This year, this didn't happen, actually. But it could happen again. <laughs> <laughs> when will be the next residency? Uh, actually, next year, because now Helen Kamok is going to, the last winner, is going to present her solo show at the Whitechapel Gallery in June, and then at the Collezione Maramotti in October. Uh, this will be, of course, the same, uh, basically the same exhibition, but with different elements in London and near Reggio Emilia, so a bit different. And then the shortlist will be announced. Normally, it's announced the day after the opening of the exhibition here at the Collezione. So it's like a, continu a continuous cycle of, uh, of the prize. Well, I think the, the concept of continuity is, is, basically, is, is a very big um, idea, a very, a very strong concept for Maramotti. Yes. This constantly generating, bringing in more artwork, fostering artists, um, fostering the same idea that Achille Maramotti had from the very beginning. Um, I, you know, one of the one of the interesting things that I've that I've noticed in Italy, oh, and I mentioned this to you before. Um, I think a lot of people outside of Italy, they they love Italy, they love coming to visit. But one of the things they don't realize is that it is an incredibly contemporary country with great contemporary art, as we've talked about design, cars. I mean, and everything I'm talking about seems to be in Reggio Emilia too. <laughs> Incredible food in Reggio Emilia. Um, how do you feel about? I'd love to talk to you a little bit about contemporary Italy and, and your, your vision or your view of what it is. Of course. Uh, it's, it's true that it's difficult, it's not easy because we're very strong in uh, we're a very strong past, a very rich culture in the past, but uh, I think that there are many spots of interest, really interesting contemporary. Uh, in, in Milan there are a lot of beautiful institutions. Uh, in this region, in Emilia-Romagna region, we have the Museum of Contemporary Art in Bologna, which is great, the Mambo, and uh, of of course, uh, the institutions I was quoting before in Faenza are great. Uh, I mean, for there there still uh, works uh, constantly with artists uh, that, want, they, that want to explore this old uh, medium, let's say ceramics, but uh, in a contemporary time, in a contemporary way. So finding 
always new solutions. And uh, also in Modena, there is the Foundation for uh, Visual Arts. Uh, in Parma, there is the, the XAC, which is uh, an incredible archive of design, art, architecture, uh, music, uh, and, uh, and everything else. Bologna, of course, uh, has many institutions also fair and, uh, and the MAST Foundation dedicated to photography. So it's a real something that's lively. It's not something, but of course, you have to discover it, I think. You have to uh, have a desire for discovering and maybe go beyond the, the, the most well-known uh, things and institutions. Well, I'll be, I'll, I'm going to ask you after, once we conclude this, I'm going to make you give me a list of these places that we mentioned, and I'll share the links with everybody who's listening. Of course. Now, you are born and bred a homegrown girl from, from Reggio Emilia. <laughs> so I wanted to ask, as we, as we end the conversation, tell me, if you can, if you want, three of your favorite things to either do, see, eat in the regime. Like, what can't I miss when I have my full day by myself? Of course, uh, all the, the historical center of, uh, of Reggio Emilia is quite, uh, is quite uh, intimate and you can just walk around and of course don't miss the cathedral which is a real beautiful one and uh, there is an interesting uh, other additional thing for contemporary art to see in Reggio Emilia which is uh, a series of uh, works of public art uh, they were done in the early 2000, and the municipality uh, commission works uh, to salute ah. to, of course, to Luciano Fabro. Salute Luciano Fabro. Eliseo Mattiacci. Yeah. So it's all public work. I can just walk around and find them. Yes, yes, because it's university, public library, and uh, actually one is one in uh, in the courtyard of a cloister, so they're not always open okay. and uh, another one is uh, the Fondazione Nazionale della Danza which is uh, the Italian Foundation for Dance which is here in Reggio Emilia in an old factory too very interesting place for dance and uh, so there is these four big uh, sculptures in town which really can be missed. Well, I'm going to look forward to exploring. And also inside the cathedral, which already is beautiful, and uh, it, contains, it includes a beautiful painting by Guercino, and it's a beautiful place, but also there are works of contemporary art inside. There is an altar by Claudio Parmigiani. In the cathedral? In the cathedral, and uh, a work by Nagasawa, and a work by Spalletti. So the city is quite uh, contemporary. It's, it, that, that's amazing because I think, you know, it, it's amazing to see a city that is so rich in history also staying within, its, within the 21st century or within its, within its contemporary present. Now I have to just ask you one thing because I have a, I've, I've had a lot of friends over the, over the years from Emilia Romagna. Mm -hmm. And I, I've noticed, and I know you eat incredibly well here, so I'm going to ask you this one question because I know my friends from, I think it's Modena, or I think they, she grew up in Maranello, mm -hmm. and she's always like, you have to have the gnocco fritto. Yes. Um, <laughs> is there something specific to Reggio Emilia? Yes, of course there is. Just one thing that it's only Reggio Emilia, and uh, it's Erbazzone, which is a very <laughs> special um, salted cake with spinach and, uh, and Parmigiano Reggiano, of course. Erbazzone. Erbazzone. Okay. And that's only Reggio Emilia, but of course we have also Tortelli and uh, Cappelletti the and Gnocco Fritto <laughs> yeah. and uh, all the rest. But this is, you can just find here. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me. I, I can't wait to see the gallery and the, the, the rehang, and I can't wait, wait to walk around the city. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you so much.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ciao Bella. You can find all my episodes on iTunes, and if you have time, subscribe, rate, and let me know your thoughts on the podcast. You can also be part of the podcast by donating. Find Ciao Bella on Patreon.com, where with as little as $1, you get behind-the-scenes photos and videos as I travel all throughout Italy. To learn more about me and my work, go to my website, ericafirpo.com, and follow my Italy adventures on Instagram at ericafirpo. Ciao Bella! And a very big thank you and hug to Massimiliano Yonta and Dis to Dis Studios, the producers of Ciao Bella who continue to make me sound and feel great. 